My ballet career, the beauty and the beast of it, continuation. Looking back with tears. Then our small ballet company received financial grants. We each signed our very first contract and were being paid to do what we loved. Life was wonderful for about a week. The board of directors selected me to be the representative of the company and meditate and mediate between the dancers and the board regarding questions or disputes over contracts. I heard an earful. Almost overnight, friendships turned to rivalries. Tempers and arguments flared. The language often used hardly match our delicate, graceful image. We learned what competition was and in some cases forgot what friendship meant. It was an entirely different world now and it hurt. What was the moral climate like? I was surrounded by adultery, homosexuality, bisexuality, and other preservations. One male dancer once came in with a professional photograph of a beautiful, voluptuous woman in a formal gown. We wondered what he wanted with a picture of a woman until we learned it was a picture of him. I had danced with this company since I was 11, growing up under my director's oversight like a child before a father. I was trusting, loyal, and had earned my roles through hard work and talent. Due to the injury I mentioned earlier, my roles had taken a setback, but now I was also a soloist and had the privilege of being in a past detros, a dance for three person, with the company's prima ballerina and premier dancer which is a male lead in a company in an original modern ballet work however i felt i was ready for a role to be specifically choreographed for me this being an important part of my future i approached my director on the matter and he agreed i was ready and said he would choreograph it for me on one condition that I would grant him special promiscuous favors. I was shocked and at first thought he was joking. It soon became apparent he was serious. Now I was angry. I couldn't believe he would do this to me. I flatly refused and wasn't about to give in. He continued trying to change my mind, reminding me always that everything I had achieved, the roles, the money, the contract was due to him. That what good were hard work and talent? This left me confused, hurt, and bitter. New shocks. Shortly after this, I had come out after a performance and was heading for my car down the street. Before I could unlock the door, two young men came out from behind and jumped me. One held my arms in full Nelson hold, while the other repeatedly beat his fist into my face. What followed? is where my story opened. Why did they want to beat me up? This was the late 1960s when racial riots and tensions ran high across the United States. I was white, they were black, so I was a victim of society's frustration. But why then did my director keep repeating over me as I lay there bleeding? Nothing happened. Because it was feared that if the reporters and those who provided our funds heard about the incidents, 
we might lose the grant. We might lose the grant. Someone called an ambulance. It was canceled. Others said, get her to a doctor or a hospital. It was refused. All that mattered was the safeguarding of the financial interests. Lying there emotionally numb, I realized I was nothing more than a piece of meat to be used for making money for others. When my contract was up several months later, I left with the threat that I could be blackballed from ever getting into another company. A whole, a whole world caved in under me. I felt as if I had nothing to live for, not trusting any human. I finally prayed an entire night to God using his name, Jehovah. My mother had previously studied the Bible with Jehovah's Witnesses and had taught us kids whenever she could in spite of my father's bitter opposition to her Bible studies. As a result, I had some Bible knowledge, but it meant little to me. Now, though, in desperation, I called on Jehovah, and since the witnesses had been kind to my mother, I asked him that night to send Jehovah's Witnesses if they could help me straighten myself up. The day after that prayer, I moved to San Francisco, hoping for a fresh start with a new ballet company and soon started dancing in San Francisco. Within three weeks, my prayer was answered when moving into a new apartment. I discovered that the manager was associating with Jehovah's Witnesses. She immediately arranged for me to attend a meeting at the Kingdom Hall. <coughs> I was so impressed with the friendliness of all of all there. Sad to say though, I became so engrossed in preparing to audition for San Francisco Ballet coming season that in working, that weeks went by before the witnesses could find me again. However, during this period, two things began to happen to me. Prior to when I was beaten up, I had had a problem with one of my eyes, even having several operations. But now, since my head had been beaten, I quickly was losing my sight and was in a great deal of pain. All I wanted to do was dance and yet dancing with a new company was not bringing me the happiness I was so sure it would. The depression and frustration returned and at about that time so did the witnesses. They talked with me and offered me two Bible study aids. I wanted to contribute for the books but only had 50 cents left before my next paycheck and that money had been set aside for a pack of cigarettes as I was addicted to smoking. The books won. I read one that evening along with portions of my Bible and knew I had found not only the truth about God's purpose for mankind in general, but a purpose in life for myself. Looking ahead, happy and secure. After studying the Bible, with the witnesses, I became a dedicated baptized servant of Jehovah. My goal now was to become a pioneer, which is a full-time minister. I felt very strongly that to have myself, that to have devoted myself whole soul to dancing for 13 years, and then to give Jehovah any less than that would, that devotion would be a complete lack of appreciation for all that he had done for me. Ah, but dancing was still in my heart, and just when I was able to begin my new career as a pioneer, 
A ballet company offered me the role of the sugar plum fairy in the Nutcracker. They even said I could have my congregation meeting nights free, rehearsing the company around my schedule. Most ballet companies just do not do that. It was so tempting. I prayed over the matter, reflecting on all the things that had happened to me as a result of my professional career and why I had turned to Jehovah in the first place. I thought about the peace of mind I was experiencing now. I decided that night to turn that role down and at the same time never return to my dancing career in this system of things. How I feel now? I know I made the right decision. I've been blessed with a loving husband and these past 14 years since I left my ballet career, I have continued in my full-time preaching activity. Presently, my husband and I are serving as volunteers at the World Headquarters of Jehovah's Witnesses. I did eventually lose one eye in order to save the sight in the other. But imagine my joy when one of the first person I aided on the road to life confided that she knew I had something she wanted when she saw I was able to smile and talk with such confidence about the day I'll, I'll see completely again. Yes, God's purpose is to rid the earth of all immorality and wickedness and transform this earth back into a paradise. Then all mankind will grow back to physical, emotional, and spiritual perfection and live forever. What about my dancing? I haven't given up dancing forever by any means. I'm taking a temporary break. Now the most important thing I can do is tell others about the coming paradise earth. Then there will be forever to dance to my heart's content without the pain and frustration experienced in this system. I anticipate doing a lot of dancing then, just as King David did on an occasion of joy. And I hope you will be there to dance with me, as told by Elizabeth Balnavi. End of reading.